everyone, welcome back to Raising Unicorns by Harmon Brothers. And in today's episode, we hit the most useful topics we've covered in our podcast this year, so you can put our marketing tips to the test. Unicorns are real. In the past eight years, Harmon Brothers has helped raise five unicorns. Yes, that's five companies with a billion dollar valuation, with at least six more companies right on the cusp of becoming unicorns. Here on Raising Unicorns, we share the lessons we've learned to help you grow your business by tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. It's time to start raising a unicorn of your own. Hey yo, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. What a wonderful year though. We've been able to have tons of podcasts using our own people. I think the podcast is dramatically taking a turn for the better. I think so. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed creating it, enjoyed listening to it. Most of all, I've enjoyed listening to you on it, Keith, and your intros. (laughs) So that's been my favorite part. But since we are ending the year, how about we go through some of the bullet points of things that people can improve on for next year, along with some episodes that they should listen to in order to be better at marketing. Perfect. Yeah, let's do it. Five ideas for marketing in 2023. How about we call it that? Well, I guess we don't have to name it anymore. You did it. All right, perfect. Let's jump into it. So the first one that I want to talk about is adopting a culture of testing and how important that is to improving over time. And there's a ton of benefits that you can get from that. I think the main one is that if you have this culture of testing where you're always looking at the things you're doing as a test, the number one, you can pivot at any time based on the things that you're learning. And number two, no effort goes wasted because you're learning at every point when you think about these things that you're doing as far as tests. Just that mindset of hey, let's try it out. Let's test this. It means that we're going to keep track of what we're doing. We're going to evaluate what we're doing. And then we're going to make changes or pivot based on the things that we're learning from the things that we're doing, right? Well, not only that, but Harmon Brothers has this culture of do it cheap before you have to go into the pricey stuff. Right. You can test your messaging. I'm sure you have examples on that later. Yep. Yep. But you can test anything, literally anything. You can test websites, you can test videos, you can test ad copy, you can test pictures, you can test anything. Even tiny pieces of your video, right? Oh, yeah. There's just all sorts of places that you can inject ideas and try things out when you have this idea, this mindset, this culture of testing. So you mentioned website testing. Let me tell you about a couple of tests that we're currently running to give you an idea of why it's so important. We have two tests going on our website right now or just recently. One of them is still running. One just ended with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the sale that we did there. So the first one, let me just talk about on our website. We have a landing page that encourages people to give us their information so that we can have conversations with them. And we also give them something in exchange for that. It's our video strategy in a day, right? We have on that landing page a test running. So we have a control and a variation. And the control on that page is getting a 30.68% conversion rate, okay? Which is really good, actually. Not bad at all. But our variation, the page that we came up with to test and see if we could beat that 30% with, is actually converting at 42.64%. And so when you look at the difference in results just from a small test, and frankly, the differences between those pages are not huge. The messaging isn't completely different. We're not trying like completely different colors and all that kind of stuff. I think it's organization of the messaging and some of that kind of stuff. That's the biggest difference that we're trying out there. But the difference, yeah, that's 12%. But when you actually look at the improvement, I should do the calculation on this, but you're probably looking at close to 25 or 30% better performance from 
the variation that we're testing. Wow. If you're not running those tests, you could have what look like really good results, but you don't know that you could actually be doing way better, 25, 30, 100% better just by running those tests. That's one example. Let me tell you about the Black Friday Cyber Monday test that we were running. We had a great landing page that was converting really well. What we were testing was our upsell page to see what we could do as far as the conversion rate and getting people to take that upsell. Now, our control page had a 16.13% conversion rate, which is not bad, but in our upsells, we generally see a bit better than that. And so we ran a variation. And on that variation, we had a 4.08% conversion rate. You might look at that and say, well, that's a fail test. And you could definitely say that landing page failed as far as increasing performance. But the reality is that we learned something because we were running it as a test. Our control performed better. And there are a bunch of elements on that page that we can see helped to create better conversion rate than on the variation that we did. We look at it as, yeah, the variation is a failed landing page. We were able to learn things from that page that we can use on other pages, create more variations and continually test that. Now, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is over. And so we're going to have to take those learnings and put them into other landing pages down the line. But that's an example of, hey, sometimes you might not get the results that you expect. In fact, I always say we're always surprised by the results of a test. We never get the results that we expect, right? Again, adopt this culture of testing. You'll find that the investment you make always helps you to come out ahead because you're always learning and improving. What's that one famous quote from, I think it's like Edison, where it took him like 100 tries to get to the light bulb? Uh-huh. And someone was like, oh, wow, you failed 100 times. He's like, no, I learned 100 ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah, exactly. Or, That's or awesome. last episode with Shane and Jake where Babe Ruth has the most home runs, but he also has the most strikeouts. Yeah, it's such a great perspective when you look at it like that, that everything that you do, if you approach it in the right way, can be an opportunity to learn and improve. And I think that's the key for us. And it could be for you for marketing in 2023. All right. Here's the thing that you actually need to do. If you're not testing, you need to start testing, whether it's once a month, once quarterly. Personally, I don't care, but you need to be testing. (laughs) Keith's not the boss of you, but the key is start where you're at and make sure you're either getting more vigilant about testing or or testing more often or prioritizing the testing that you're doing, but make that a focus of your next year, right? Yeah. And if you're not testing, send out surveys, do something to at least gauge what your customers are receiving. Kind of an episode to go along with this is episode number 24. If you're on Apple Podcasts, it's called The Secret to Successful Business Testing. Well, how about that? Okay. So pretty obvious headline and really not a secret, right? But the idea is if you're not doing it, maybe it is a secret. And that episode 24, you can find that on our website. On Apple Podcasts, I think the episode number is going to be different, right, Keith? It might be. The secret to successful business testing. That's one you're looking for. That's your homework. Okay. Plus awesome. the more that I'll talk about later. All right. Let's talk about number two. Idea number two for marketing in 2023 is to nail your message. And the message is so important. I want to give you a quick example of that. So we have a client that we've worked with, Lumi Deodorant. Many of you are probably familiar with them. Great product and really fun ads that we were able to create together with them. Shannon, their founder, is 
fantastic at messaging and at testing and just finding the way to nail the message. And so over the past, I'm not sure how long it's been, year or so, they've been running some really intensive testing on their messaging. They've used some pretty scrappy techniques to test a ton of things in a really short amount of time. And they've learned to do it with what I assume is fairly scrappy budgets. Now, the budget as far as testing goes, the ad spend that goes behind this testing is probably quite sizable. But the testing that they're doing with the actual content looks to be fairly scrappy. They're not spending a ton of money on production on some of these messages. What they're doing is focusing on actually getting the message right. So instead of spending huge resources on production, they're spending more of those resources on coming up with a lot of ideas, a lot of messages so that they can get to what is working. So they're using scrappy content to hone in on what gets people's attention and leads them to buy. You might call it throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks, right? They're getting a ton of stuff out there. And the one that they've landed on, or at least that I've seen them using a lot now is smell better naked, which is a concept that I love for a lot of different reasons. Number one, yeah, it kind of uses some sex appeal, right? Which we all know that sells pretty well in advertising. But the other piece of it is that it really incorporates their message. It's talking about the smell, which is such a big part of what they've landed on that makes their deodorant different than all the others Mm -hmm. is the fact that it stops odor for 72 hours. They have scentless. It's natural. They don't use aluminum. Like there's all these different benefits that the deodorant has for the customer. But they've narrowed all that down and been able to condense it into a really simple line. It's just three words, smell better naked, and it's been hugely successful for them. How do we know it's been hugely successful for them? Go to Facebook ads library, check out the number of ads that they're running. It's pretty incredible. And they've been able, I think, be a great example to advertisers everywhere in how to get to something that really works for your brand. And so that's been a cool thing to see. For us personally, at Harmon Brothers, we're gonna peel away the curtain a little bit. We have our own message testing. Oh man, this is kind of a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And that's why we're testing, right? Yeah, so it's called Get a Crap Ton of Eyeballs with Ads That Brand and Sell. Yeah, like so, the, the, the message, uh, that's the one we use like right on the, the hero section of our website, right? Yeah, and like it's sticky, but it's not so concise. If I've yeah. learned one thing about websites is I will forget it if it's more than a word. <laughs> yeah, I think in a lot of these cases, you should treat a lot of your messaging like advertisers treat billboard space. And the general rule there is that you've got somebody driving down the freeway at 65, 75, if you're in Utah, maybe 95 miles an hour, and they only have a very short amount of time to digest that message. And so you're looking for seven words max, and seven is probably too many in a lot of cases. Yeah, I think we have a lot of room for improvement on that one. And it's going to be really fun to work through that. But crap, ton of eyeballs. Like you said, it is sticky. It's fun to say. And obviously, Armand Brothers, we have sort of a heritage of using poop words and iconography and some of that kind of stuff. And so it ties in well to the brand. But like you said, Keith, it's a mouthful. It's not super concise. That's something that we'll be testing this coming year as well. Yeah, we're excited to do that. If anything, I know Harmon Brothers loves testing. Uh, Yeah. There's two episodes that come to mind when we're talking about this. There's episode 11, finding your perfect audience with message testing. And then there's also episode 17, your entire video funnel plan made in a day. And I know that title is a little bit deceiving. (laughs) We're actually talking about transforming and testing your messaging. Video planning is about message testing. So, yep. 
the brainstorming and the testing of messages is what helps you to craft that strategy. Those are both great episodes. Recommend checking them out if you haven't listened to them already. So along with brainstorming and testing your messages, you also need to be thinking about your offers. What are you offering to your customers and what do you want them to take away from any copywriting or message that you're putting out there in the world? Next to your message testing, your offer is very likely going to be the biggest needle mover. And unfortunately, that's the biggest drop off in your video point. And not just in your video, but also all throughout your funnel. If you don't have that offer nailed, then you're going to be struggling to convert. Even if you have a great offer or you had a great offer in 2022, that could change in 2023. Offers grow stale over time. And if you have the same audience and you're always offering them the same thing over and over and over, you'll see that attrition. You'll see the decay in results, your conversion rates, because that message, if it's not reaching a new audience, is either already connected with the people that are interested in it, or maybe those people were never super interested in your offer in the first place. If you didn't test it, you may not know that. And so coming up with different offers, adjusting those and testing those is something super important that you've got to do to make sure that your business is constantly progressing. I mean, you talk about a couple of things there that people need to digest. First off is, are you reaching a new audience? That's kind of a big deal, especially if you have one big offer that you're trying to give people. So making sure you're getting different eyeballs on that is a necessity. The next thing is you're going to have to come up with different offers to appeal to different audiences. Yeah, that's a great point. So we actually ran a test where we, and this again goes back to Black Friday. We're fresh off testing from that, seeing the results, evaluating those this week because we just ended that sale. But let me tell you about that particular offer that we tested. We offered an all-access pass to Harmon Brothers University. Offer one was a subscription. Offer two was a one-time purchase. Now, the price difference between those were huge. I think it was the subscription was 10 times cheaper than the one-time purchase. But, you know, with a subscription, you're going to be paying for that monthly. And with a one-time purchase, you have that lifetime access for as long as you want. So quite different offers, even though the product was the same thing. And that was kind of the test. So what we found was that we had way more people take the subscription. Again, that price point was lower, but we've made way more money up front with the single payment. But with a price disparity of 10x, you're going to have to evaluate what actually makes sense because right up front, there's money in subscriptions, but that's going to be smaller than that one-time purchase. So our next step is to evaluate the retention and the lifetime value of a customer on that. The subscription is recurring revenue, right? And so when we look at, you know, we made more money with the one-time purchase, that's at a certain point in time, right? Right off the bat, we did more revenue. But with recurring revenue, Over time, the $99 offer is what it was, is going to start to add up as well. And so we have to take those results over a period of time to see which was more successful. And then how do we use that in the future? And that's what we're trying to learn from that test. So another thing I'd like people to take away is Brett talked about upsells and downsells, which is if you don't have an upsell and a downsell, the likelihood of coming up with an offer someone can't refuse is going to marginalize. It's going to be harder just overall. Yeah, it's tough when you don't have that stuff in place in today's social ad spend environment. It's pretty difficult to be profitable on those ads. It depends on price points and different things like that. But having a solid upsell that's helpful to the customer and a downsell that's sort of like a, you might call it even a backup offer that's also helpful, but that is a little bit lower risk 
potentially lower stakes, can be really helpful in getting the most out of your ad spend. And with all the changes that are going on in the algorithms, we'll talk about those in just a second, like just kind of the social media world right now, you're really going to be setting up your success by spending some time thinking about what is the best offer that we can give a customer once we've captured their business. And that's the whole goal of these upsells and downsells. It's to give them the next thing that's going to help them to be successful. And if you can do that in an offer that appeals to them, you're going to be able to spend more money and frankly, come out the other end with more money as well. So if you were going to listen to one episode out of all of the suggestions that I'm going to give, you should at least listen to episode 28, make an offer too good to refuse. That's where Brit and Brett talk about episode. Yeah, yeah, it's probably one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) It is value packed with how to finesse your offer to a point where you're going to get sales. Yep. Check it out. I think that episode will be well worth your time when it comes to evaluating offers for 2023. Okay, Keith, let's talk about number four, explore other channels. And I mentioned this just a second ago, but Twitter, Facebook, I mean, there's so much going on right now. The migration to meta, You have to realize that these social media companies, not only do they have changes in the algorithm, but they have changes in the participants on the platforms. There's just so much that goes on. There are good reasons to focus on a single channel. There are also risks associated with focusing on a single channel. And so in 2023, if you are not looking at other platforms and how you can adapt your content or how you can reach new audiences, you're going to be behind the curve because there's just there's constant change. You cannot put all of your eggs in one basket. No, not anymore. So a couple of episodes, one might be a little more dated. Tom and Britt talk about remarketing in a cookie-less world. So ever since the privacy push, Facebook, a lot of other platforms have stopped using cookies in their algorithms to feed you ads. That one's a good one to check out, but also episode 23, get adventurous with your ads. Next stop, anywhere but Facebook. It's another Britt and Tom one, if I'm not mistaken, where they talk about why to start looking at other platforms. And how to approach that? Because I think for a lot of companies, it can be intimidating to say like, oh, okay, we've had a lot of success on Facebook in particular. How do we now go to another platform and find success there? And I think they make a really good case for using platforms together to inform what you're doing so that you can make that move or make that addition, I should say, with less risk. So definitely check that one out. Yeah. I mean, all that's to say that Facebook is still doing really well with their ads managers. You can still earn enough money, but it's time to start looking at other platforms. Absolutely. All right, Keith, hit us with the fifth and final recommendation for 2023. Yeah. So if you're not in video already, video is almost becoming a must. You need to stop people from scrolling on their social platforms. And one of the best ways to do that is through video. It can increase the value of your brand. It also shows how mind-blowing your business is. Yeah, I think that's a good point. There's a ton of different value that video can create in your business. And it's not just in the sales that you get out of video advertising. There are so many places in your funnel that you can use video to create a better customer experience, to better tell your message and your story that if you haven't already, and I think most people listening to this podcast probably have dabbled in video, right? Or some of them are probably using a ton of video. But the question is, and maybe the focus that you should have is, where should we be using video that we're not right now? And if that's in your ads, 
great place to start. If that's on your website, another great place to move to. In fact, at Harmer Brothers, we are looking in 2023 at making sure that there is video on every single page of our website. Why? Because it's the way we love to tell stories. Conversely, it's the way that people want to consume stories. If you can give the people what they want, you're more likely to find success with those people. Now, a couple of stats maybe to round this out. Recent stats too. So Skull Shaver, we recently did a campaign with them. Keith created some great BTS for it that goes into way more detail, but their cost per completed view dropped 85% when we started working together on video. They also tripled their international wholesale orders. This was post iOS 14, super recent. They've been able to find find huge success by using video and I would say really smart video in a way that's brought more customers, that's opened them up to new audiences and that helped the business out overall. It also shows that these principles can work internationally as well as locally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Storytelling is the universal language, right? And so oh, yeah. video being the best way to do that is something that companies just can't afford to take for granted anymore. So another quick one, Kodiak Cakes. We love working with those guys. We love the brand. We love the product. They've had hundreds of millions of views that have led to both increased online and in-store sales. So when you look at video advertising, and a lot of companies do this, they look at ROAS, right? Return on ad spend, and they try and equate the money that they spend on an online platform to the money that comes out of that ad spend on that online platform. That's a good metric that you should be looking at but it doesn't tell the whole story. And in Kodiak's case, we're looking at not only increased online orders, but also dramatically increased in-store sales as well. So there's a ton of value, again, that comes from incorporating video into your business. Well, not only that, to bring it back to the past, right? We did the Purple Mattress commercial. Right. Was it the ad that we launched for them? Yeah, the Goldilocks ad back in, I think that was 2016 or 17. And... That pulled in, what, 50 million in the first year? 50 million in the first year. And then tripled in the second. Yep. Oh, my right. gosh. And then a couple of years later, right, it got acquired for the price of more than what a unicorn is worth. Yeah, yeah, it was a, an incredible success story and in a pretty competitive market too at the time, right? You had Casper and Lisa and all these sort of online bed sellers, the advent of kind of that whole movement and was through that creative advertising and the great work of the Purple team, that business just, it grew like wildfire. Really great product and a fun success story to talk about. Uh, so the episode that you need to look up for this section is episode number 22, Why video is no longer nice to have. It's necessary. <laughs> yeah. In that episode, we tell a story, another just fun antidote of a company that Russell Brunson bought solely because of a great video that they had created. So that investment paid off huge for that company. All right, Keith, let's recap it. So we have these five ideas for marketing in 2023. Number one, adopt a culture of testing. The reason that we put that one first is because it kind of influences everything else that we talked about, the way that you should be running everything else as tests, evaluating things that way, making adjustments based on that. So the second one was nail your message, right? And obviously you can only get to that message through testing. And then Keith, you mentioned after that, adjust your offer. Offers grow stale over time. They don't reach the audiences the way they used to. They don't speak to certain audiences in a way that would get them to take action. And so testing that, adjusting your offer is something that's super important. Number four, we have explore other channels. That means, hey, Meta, Facebook, it may not be the channel.
channel that drives the results for you in 2023, or those results may be diminishing. It's not the only platform out there. And so it is time to experimenting, identify where your audience is, and then go there and create content custom to that platform and those audiences. And the fifth one, Keith? Bust into video. You absolutely need to be working with videos, whether it's what Lumi's doing, where they're doing a lot of scrappy videos for message testing, or you need to be creating things that will elevate your brand more. Either way, you need to be doing video. And might I add, I don't know if this is kosher, Brett, but we definitely believe what we teach and we are willing to help anyone who would like us to take a look at any of these five points here. Absolutely. Yep. If you would like us to take a look at your testing, your messaging, your videos, your offers, yeah, we're your up offers, for it all. which channel? Yeah. Email podcast at harmanbrothers.com. We'll get you in touch with people that are experts in these areas. I think that's a great offer, Keith. Let me just say, Happy New Year. Great 2022. And we're looking forward to a great 2023. Thanks for spending the time with us. Keith, been great chatting with you. Yeah, same here, Brett. Thanks.